You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Brady Burkett. And today we have Arad Levertov, CEO and co-founder of Sunbit. Arad, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me here, Brady. It's, we're, we're excited to have you in today. Sunbit is a really interesting company working in the buy now, pay later space, but you guys have a different take on the market, a little bit different than, than what you might expect if you're used to hearing from, from the affirms and clarners of the world. So Rod, I, I want to I let you introduce Sunbit, the company, um, but if you wouldn't mind giving our listeners a background uh, of your history um, and how, how you founded Sunbit, what led you to build the company? Sure, I'm happy to do it. So, um, as you can hear by my accent, I'm an immigrant, uh, which moved to the U.S. in 2008 uh, to do my uh, MBA at Duke University. And I basically found a job in 2009 in an online lending company called Innova International, um, where I started learning um, everything about fintech before people called it uh, call it fintech, right? It's uh, we had a company. People uh, applied for a loan online, and if you know some analytics, if they got approved, so uh, we get, we would transfer the money to them. So a few things. So for there, I really learned a lot about financing. I learned about how much money companies are spending to get customer into the door. How much fraud is exist? Even if when you try to do things online and you have a lot of great system, there is never hundred percent certainty. That the person behind the computer is the right person that you think is behind the computer. And that's what a great lesson. While I was doing it, one day I went to buy groceries at Costco. Costco. It was in 2010, after I've been for more than two years in the US. And I decided to apply for a credit card, you know, a store credit card over there. And I went through the process with a cashier that asked me, how much do I make? Where do I live? How much do I pay for the rent? What is my social security number? And basically, really personalized question that I had to answer when I'm in the line at the grocery shop. And then at the end of it, I got declined. I got denied for a credit card, which was kind of humiliating when you do it. I mean, it's not fun to get declined anyway, but when you do it in the shopping, um, as part of the shopping experience with my kids around me and people are waiting in line, it's kind of humiliating. And, and this was because I was just building my credit, right? I mean, I, I moved to the US two years before and I just building my credit was uh, applying for my first credit card. And then when I investigated and realized, I saw that 50% of the people who apply for a credit card get declined. And got, the one actually who get approved have to pay higher APR, high APRs, hidden fees, and a lot of higher costs, which are not necessarily for someone which is a good customer. And then I saw from my work that at the end of the day, people take loans to buy stuff. I mean, it's not like they take loan to put in savings. And if they need a loan of like five, six, seven hundred dollars, they need it to the day-to-day needs, like to fix the car, to go to the doctor, to buy groceries. At this point in time, the buy now pay letter already started moving. You know, companies like Bill Me Later in, in the early 2000s. Klarna in the Europe, a firm started um, a little bit later, but it's all started. And then I thought, 
while there are a lot of companies that actually starting into getting into the buy now, pay later for the e-commerce and focusing on whatever people want, there is no really good solution of bringing this great technology, transparency, fast to whatever people need and whatever people spend most of, most of the money. 60% of what people spend is whatever they need is not what they want. It's like just the day-to-day need, the everyday needs, like fixing the, uh, the car, going to the doctor, buying grocery, et cetera, et cetera. And with that, that many Americans do not have the extra $400 to, um, to deal with unexpected expenses, I thought this is a great opportunity to bring this technology, this transparency into the day-to-day of whatever people need. So that's, you know, it took some time uh, to think through it, to build a team, but we started officially Sunbit in 2016, and right now we are around close to 200 people, employees, servicing over 6,000 merchants across the U.S. and helping people uh, pay whatever for whatever they need. It's really interesting. You're you're combining the the buy now pay later that we see online with with kind of a, the use case where the things that you need are in the physical world. You you don't go to an auto mechanic online. You don't go to the dentist online. So can you talk a little bit about um, kind of entering that market, right? Because I don't, I know Costco and Walmart might have offered credit cards at checkout in the case where you need groceries, but those those merchants are not uh, accustomed to offering financial products, at least uh, I would assume. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about that strategy, how how you kind of entered the market, um, and, and what your approach there was? That's a that's a great question. So, I think so when you get to the what we call to the brick and mortar to the local market, right? To the local community, uh, which is goes to the uh, the store, to the dentist. First of all, you need to understand that it's not only the technology that will win. Um, you can send them a JavaScript and put it on, the, on their, um, you know, or even send them the iPad, but you need to work with them end to end to actually make it happen. Um, so um, we, when we started going with this, um, you know, Local communities, um, you know, the, the mechanics, and we are right now in uh, more than 4,000 uh, locations of uh, car repair. We realize that we need to support them, to work with them, to show them the technology, which is great, and to, to support them in the day to day. Because, right, they don't have any solution. Most of them do not have any card. If someone gets, uh, needs to fix the car and they need to understand that they need to also to replace the, the tires. Basically, the mechanic will tell him, I'm not a bank. We work with a lot of dealerships, the authorized dealerships. Most of them do not have any solution. Some of them may, may, may have the uh, OEM card, but this is a credit card. No one wants to apply for a credit card when they came to fix the car. So we build the product that is super fast from one hand. On the other hand, is allowing the customer to uh, approving so many customers. 90% of the people will get approved. And this, and, and the third point is really to support them and to train them to make sure they um, they use the product and help the customer. And I want to get into the the difference between Sunbit and the credit card because um, there's a few important things I want to I want to ask you there. But right now we're seeing, particularly out in in Europe, Klarna is the big name. May might happen in the U.S. to companies like Affirm. Um, but the regulators are are cracking down because they see that Klarna is embedding themselves in a lot of shopping sites. You know, uh, whether it's 
your Instagram, Shopify store or whatever, selling clothes, gadgets, and they see that young people are not understanding the terms and getting themselves into debt. You, on the other hand, and some bit have taken the approach that buy now, pay later should be for things that you need, not things that you want. So was this just a bit of foresight from you to, to kind of know that, that um, these credit alternatives for, for things that you want could get you in trouble or, or um, was it luck? Like, how, did you, uh, how, how did you see this coming? That's a good question. First of all, I think that regardless of what you do, of course, you need to be transparent, tell ex- the, the customer exactly what, they, what, they, uh, what they're going to pay. And um, again, unlike the old-fashioned debit card, credit card that they do have the, um, the hidden fees, we, we put it all together. You know, the customers, sometimes, many times, the customer actually don't pay anything because the merchant would pass. But if the customer need to pay uh, interest, it's all clear and they see it upfront. How much they would pay each payment, how much it's going to all uh, cost them. So the reason actually we went to what people um, need is because we thought that one, a lot of time, this is uh, what is called unexpected. Again, you come to fix a car, you, you go in, you don't know how much it's going to cost. You go to the dentist, you, don't, you go in, you don't know how much it's going to cost you because you, you realize you have another cavity. The second thing that we like in this is that um, there is relationship between the customer and the service provider. And that's mean twofold. One, that means that the service provider will want the customer to come back, which means they, I mean, this service provider will treat the customer well in the product and in the service they give him. And two, since the customer know they will come back, the customer knows he will come back or she will come back, she doesn't want to put a face of not paying the loan in front of the service providers, even if, though, even if the service provider wasn't the one who gave her the loan, but he was associated with it. So we actually thought a lot about getting into these verticals because then you can get really the trust of both the service provider and the customer, which will actually help to one, increase the, the time that people use you and to increase the performance. Yeah, that's it's a really interesting approach that the trust already exists between the service provider and the consumer in an in-person brick and mortar format, more so than maybe uh, online, even at the most trusted brands. Um, so, so, and sorry, one more thing about this. Sorry about it. Think about it. If you buy, I don't know, like furniture, right? You buy it once in like five years. So, in this case, even if it's in brick and mortar, in this case, you know, the 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 the, the store. Not sure if you come back so soon, right? But if you go to the dentist, you will come like once or twice a year. There is more relationship. That's why you want to to rely on this as well. Got it. Uh, so let's let's dig into the difference between Sunbit and store credit cards. Let alone the the fact that that some some merchants might not even offer a credit card, like like the examples we've mentioned before. I guess I'm curious. You know, that we in the U.S. we have a lot of credit cards. I'm curious if you can break down kind of the the demographics and percentages of people who do have credit cards in their wallet and those who don't. Um, but then I also am, am hoping you can explain for our audience um, the difference in the APR rate offered by Sumbit versus a credit card, um, the difference in the approval process, um, and, and go through some of those more technical details too. Of course, yeah. So first of all, and, and, you know, as being an immigrant, I actually uh, had the chance to be across the credit spectrum, starting with the thin file 
uh, when I came here in 2008, and now I'm, um, I'm a prime customer uh, with the credit card. So I had a chance to be in this bucket. But in general, really in the high level, uh, customers that are, you know, the, the FICO score, the credit score, whether it's FICO or Vintage, go between 300 to 850 in the US. And let's call it 700 and above means like prime customer, um, and everybody wants to give them credit card and give them money. 650 to 700 is kind of near prime customer that still many people want to give them money and uh, to give them credit card. And the people below 650 are people that are either uh, subprime or deep subprime. And um, usually they don't have any credit card. They also will get uh, declined by many of the buy and pay letter uh, uh, solutions. Um, so when you look at the entire um, entire population, call it around 35 to 40% do not actually have an access to debit, to a credit card or maybe have a limited credit card, which is a low, um, with the lower uh, credit limit, which means they, they, they don't have a lot of money to spend in case they need an unexpected expense. Just one thing, the people with the credit card, even though they're 700 and above, when they look at the fine print of their uh, APR, it is many cases in the 30s, in the in the 20s, and sometimes in the 30s APR, even if they are a prime customer. So the people who have credit card, many of them carry the balance and um, pay interest on it. And that's one of the reasons that the credit card uh, like you to, to carry the balance and take you the minimum payment really low. So you carry the balance and they will... Um, uh, you'll pay will pay uh, uh, interest on it, and it's, uh, it's usually a relatively high interest for a prime customer that you can trust. That's really so, let's about, so let's talk about the uh, the 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 in-store credit. So the uh, the example that I gave you from my experience is the way it works. When you need, if their store has a credit card and partner with the bank, they will basically give you the process that has not been changing for the last 30, 40 years. Um, you will need to apply for a card. You need to fill in the social security. You need to tell how much do you make, what is your salary, where do you live, I mean, the address, do you rent, do you own, and how much you pay for it, if you pay for the mortgage or if you pay to other stuff. In the past, it was on papers. Today, still many cases, many cases, you need to have pen and paper to do it. In some cases, they took the paper and put it in front of a computer, but it's still a manual process that can take between five to 10 minutes. And then on the top of it, when if you look at the statistic of the people that apply, 50% of the people will get denied, get declined in the store in front of this service provider that we talked before that actually know you because you have a relationship. So think about the embarrassment of both the customer and the service provider. You know, think about your dentist that know you since you were, you know, teenager. And now when you are 25, you want to apply for a card and then you got declined. And then he kind of thinks, oh, I thought you would do better. It's kind of embarrassing for both sides. So because this is embarrassing, the service provider <coughs> provider will not offer it to more, more people because, you know, if I offer it to two people and one will get declined, I don't want to get into this embarrassment. So this is the process and it's not been changed over the years. Maybe again, some went from the paper to the computer, but the process is the same. We took a totally different approach. We realized that in order to succeed in this market, you need one to do it really, really fast. The, the customer experience should feel, 
should feel almost like you swipe your card at the cashier. Like almost like it's a payment plan. It's a, it's a, it's a payment. So the customer doesn't even have a time to fill up an application. Not the customer doesn't even have a time to go to the phone and download an app and do it. It needs to feel like like a, um, um, like almost like a pen. The second thing we said is that we cannot have this 50% uh, decline rate because no one will use it and it's embarrassing for both sides. So we need to get as high approval of it as we can and we landed around 90%. Um, but this, which is the third thing, we said we cannot do predatory lending. We cannot charge like extra fee or for origination fees or late fee or other stuff. So with this combination, when you do it fast from one hand, high approval from the other hand, super transparent for, for and, and the personalized from the third point, doing the fourth thing that you need to make sure that the money comes back because if you give money, you lend, you lend money, it doesn't uh, come back, you don't want to be in the business. So we build the product that is based on the on machine learning and takes into account a lot of information and some of it is even before the customer even starts to apply. Um, basically the way the product works is each merchant that we have and we have over 6,000 uh, merchants across the nation, they have an iPad or a tablet and uh, in front of them and many of them already use it across what, what they do and when the customer comes and they realize that they need to, um, you know, they need to fix the car or they need to repair the tires and it's going to cost them like $1,000. The merchant, we just ask them to, to scan, to, to, we'll ask them for the driver license and they will scan the barcode on the back on the driver license. Once they do it, the customer will enter phone and an email and then with their consent and a click of a button, we'll basically, we'll take this information in the backend We'll go to the credit bureau. We pull the entire credit file as a soft check without, you know, without uh, hurting the customer credit score. And we look at the entire information, basically the entire credit file that the customer has, and we build a personalized offer for this customer, for this merchant. And there is a big difference between if you need financing for fixing the car in the Honda dealership versus if you need financing to buy jewelry in the mall or to, um, to go to the dentist. It's all take it, taken into the account when we do the model and it's all personalized and it's all, everything I describe here takes less than 30 seconds. The customer scan the driver license, put email and phone number, click a button, with a click of a button, they get the max that they got approved today. And then when they actually put the amount of how much they need, we allow them to split to three, six or 12 payments and they see it all, they see it transparent, the entire process takes seconds. And as I said, one of the biggest benefits is that nine out of 10 will get approved, which means the merchant feels good to offer it. The last thing I would say is that we personalize the, uh, uh, the offer so each customer will get a better rate compared to any other alternative they have in the wallet. So if I'm a prime customer, like I described before, I do have a credit card in the wallet. My APR on the credit card probably between I don't know, 15 to 25 or 15 to 20 is different credit card with, with different prime level. At some bit, the customer will get a lower APR. Sometimes it's all the way zero to zero because um, the customer, the merchant will, will be um, helping to support it. But even if it's not zero, it will be lower than, the, uh, than whatever the customer uh, has 
paying on the credit card. If I do not have a, custom, a credit card as a customer, and in order to fix my car or to go to the dentist, I need to go to a payday loan a company and pay 200, 300% because no one else will want me, no other company, with Sunbit, you will get you will get much, much lower rate, which might be you know close to in the in, close to 30% APR, but it's all transparent and it's usually up to 10 times less compared to any other alternative. It's really interesting and uh, it, it makes me excited for what you're able to provide for people who are previously left out of the credit system. So, so I think that that's, that's really great. And, and I want to ask a few more clarifying points um, about your process. You mentioned that nine out of 10 people are approved. Is that just because you know exactly where the, the money's going and who the merchant is? It helps. It doesn't. Think about it. We don't give the money to the consumer that can go all, uh, any other way. We know the merchant. We know the money. Uh, goes. We also have the sophisticated underwriting that actually take all this information and put it into the model. Another thing I would say is that um, our average loans loan amount is cut kind of in the high hundreds. It's not even a thousand dollar, right? And we usually split between six, three, six or twelve months. Let's say that the average is around nine to ten months. That means that the average payment of the customer call it, you know, 50 to $70. And when you think about it, a lot of customers can pay 50 to $60 or $70. They mm-hmm. can pay it in a month. What you want to be in a place that they will decide to pay it for you and not to pay to other play, other person, to other creditor. So we believe that if we are transparent and give the customer the better offer they can get, they would appreciate it and they will pay us back, and we see it in the numbers. We see that customer paying us, and we we you know the performance are really good because you know it's all comes into account the relationship with the merchants, the fact that they will come back, the fact that we gave them a, a great transparent offer, which is better compared to any other alternative. They will make the choice to pay us because they don't want to, you know, I call it to get in trouble or to hurt the credit eventually if they don't make this whatever fifty or sixty dollar. And one more thing about, about the, um, the comment you said about approving 90%. So we do approve 90%. We do allow people without credit card to use us, of course. The interesting thing is that many of our customers actually uh, have credit card. And when you look at our average um, credit scores, it is north of 650 because people, even if they, don't, they do have a credit card in the pocket, they realize that with us, it will be much easier and faster for them. That's interesting. You also mentioned that part of your process is a soft credit check versus a hard credit check. Um, I I personally don't don't understand the difference. Um, I, I'd be interested if you could explain, and I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners uh, who don't understand the difference w- would as well. So, from a, from a data point of view, you can achieve both in the same in the same place, right? Um, the uh, when you when you when we pull the credit report, we pull the entire. Uh, credit file of the customer, which when you think about a credit file, you think about a file that has all the history that you have. Um, in each month, your credit card or your loan that you have right now, basically put a stamp on your credit report and say, you paid, you didn't pay, um, you know, how much is your balance compared to how much is your credit. Basically, there is, think about it like a file of information about the consumer. 
and we use, and you can get it whether with, with a soft pool or with a hard pool. We, by the way, get all this data and put all these variables into the machine learning model to make the best decision for the consumer for this specific project. Historically, the credit card companies use the technology that actually pushed them to, um, to also really put a stamp on your credit file when you ask for credit, which it's basically not helping the customer. I mean, it does help the, the credit company so they know that you, you, you look, for, you look for, um, for credit, but the customer who just wants to, to, to check their option, they don't want to see, I mean, they, they haven't decided if they want to buy it or not, if they want to use it or not, just want to, to check the options, you already, um, um, you already kind of ding the credit report by trying to do it. So we are able to basically get the entire information, but without doing it with the soft credit pool, um, which means the customer can approve, can, can approve and, and don't take it. And of course, if they get declined, it doesn't appear on the credit file. Whatever we do, after the customer start making payments, we would report it to the credit bureau. So the credit bureau itself will get our information from Sunbit when the customer pay or if the customer delinquent and we don't, don't pay, so we'd report it as well. So we satisfy the credit bureau by giving them the data along the life of the loan, but we don't kind of tempt the customer when they, uh, when they just apply to check the option. That's interesting. Um, so Sunbit, you, you mentioned, is available um, online and brick and mortar. You said primarily brick and mortar. Uh, that's really the focus of your business. And, and you're in about 6,000 locations today. I'm curious, you know, we're hopefully in the tail end of, of the COVID pandemic lockdown still going on. Um, but I think there's a bit of a consumer change overall. Um, pandemic aside, you know, people got used to shopping online uh, in, in the early stages. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe we go back to, to brick and mortar. Uh, maybe we, we stay online. Um, I'm curious how you, how you think about that, um, how the pandemic impacted your business. Did you ever consider ramping up your online piece of the business or, or what, what were your thoughts going on um, during those early months? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. So I, I think at the end of the day, the people will combine digital with, with also uh, in-person location, in-person, in-person shopping experience. Um, so there is things that you can buy only online, um, and there are many companies over there: um, Firm, Klarna, Bread, Afterpay. Uh, you know, name a few of like a lot of people are doing a great job in the in the uh, in the e-commerce only market that focus on the what people want. But there are a lot of things that will actually stay in what we call in-person, person-to-person, in the local communities, when you go to your mechanic, when you go to the, um, to the dentist, you will still have to go there. What we want to do, and we are doing, is we bring um, the buy now pay letter, the digital payments over there. So you can pay the way I told you, you can also pay right now with Sunbit, um, the customer, if they want, they can get a link, they can do it through the link of themselves. Um, we can we we can um, uh, do it if the if the, this person has a website they can go to the website and do it. We bring all this suite of, suite of products to the, the the merchants to help the customer um, uh, make the payment and make that have given the choice. In the pandemic, when the, when things started, 
Um, of course, you know, people drove less, so they, they went less to, the, to fix the car, right? But what we saw is a huge increase of merchants that want to work with us because they realized two things. One, because they have less people that are coming right now, they need to give them more options. So we say, you know, the, we had a record month of signing new uh, dealerships, for example. We are working in the, with a lot of uh, authorized dealerships. A record months were, were um, April and May of last year because they all wanted to work with us. They realized that they have less people coming to fix the car, so they want to give them more options. And they also realized that once you start opening, as you just mentioned, people will probably need more help. Um, and the reason, the fact that we are focusing on whatever people need, it means that all the businesses stayed open in general, stayed open even under COVID. They were necessary business. Um, they will stay open after it. And they really help to people get what they need and get back to the to the life. It's not like luxury that they want and they can give it up. People need the car to fix it and not to drive home. People need to go, as we mentioned, to the doctor, to the dentist, to get glasses because they need it to see what to see to see or to you know or to just uh, to feel good about um and, and get back to the business. So with us focusing on this type of whatever people need and giving all these merchants these uh, digital uh, options of buy no pay letter, we see there is a huge opportunity to grow this market in the US and in general in the world. Absolutely. Yeah it makes a ton of sense. Um, one of the themes that we talk about on this show are kind of the, the realignment of incentives that fintech companies can bring to traditional financial markets. So you touched on it earlier. Credit card companies want their customers to make the minimum payment because they make money on the APR. Um, you guys are, are in a similar spot. You charge APR on the loan. Uh, but I'm curious how you see that because you know, you, you are trying to align behind your customer, you know, make sure that they're taking the loan for, for things they need and, and being a, a support there. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, your, your revenue um, is built on that. So how do you guys think about that as a company uh, where you, you want to align behind the customers? Yep. Another great question. I think that many companies, lending companies, they want to push as much money, as much money as they can to the customer, right? Um, and, and get a, if it's a good customer and get an APR on it. Um, that's, you know, we mentioned the minimum payment. So you pay the minimum payment, you, you will pay interest for the, for the entire rest of the amount for the customer. Um, and we, we believe the opposite, right? We believe we want to give the customer only whatever they need. In our app that I described, the customer can put a down payment and they can put a down payment as much as they want. I mean, they can, you know, if, if it's a 1,000 uh, purchase, we may require them like $50 down payment. They can put 500. They can do whatever they want with it. Um, of course, they can pay early uh, without any penalty. They can do it online. They can do it um, um, in the call center. Um, that's for sure. Um, and the idea, it goes back to the, the way we go to the market. Think about it. We go to places when the customer will come back. And we want the customer to come back and use us again because we want them to have a great customer experience. Yes, they know that they may pay some APR, um, but the APR will be cheaper compared to any other alternative that they do have. And that's why, and if they need to change it, if they need to, uh, even if they need to, you know, a little bit more time, 
we will allow it to them without um, charging a, a fee. And, um, and we believe that if you do it well, the customer will come back and use us again. And we see, already see it. On the top of it, we don't go to places where the, where the, um, the purchase size is, is super high. We know that we need more purchases to, you know, we, you need like 10 purchases of uh, $500 to make the same revenue of like one purchase of $5,000. But it's good because one, you take less risk, right? You have 10 customers that are, will pay for you. You create a great uh, brand recognition because now 10 customers, you treat them well and they come back. And then eventually you can create even more revenue because these 10 customers will come back and then bring the friends and this is great. So I think it's really the win-win um, that we create with the customer. You make the merchant happy. You spend a lot of time, time and money to get this customer into the door and you want them to come back and um, use you again. And that's what we see. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and so, so um, I, I've got one last question and then I want to ask you, you know, your thoughts on, on the future of the space and the future of the company. Um, so you, you mentioned you guys offer a range of, of APR rates. Um, you are also supported by fees from the merchants. Um, obviously they, they get benefit when their customers um, can pay them for their services. And so you kind of have a two pronged business model, but uh, I'm curious uh, if, you know, when you build out your model, when you build out your, your business model, um, you're targeting a certain APR that you need to see on the capital like, do you, do you identify um, kind of a, a target point and then say, hey, we need, we need to go get uh, some really good uh, creditworthy customers and then some not so creditworthy customers so the APR overall meets at this point? Or, or how do you think about that as a business? So we look at it a, bit, a little bit differently, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we want that it will work, right? And of course, you need to, we have, uh, we have our cost of capital. We need to make sure we satisfy it. Uh, we do have great performance on the loan, which helps a lot, right? Because um, again, we have a lot of information that credit card we don't have, right? We know where the customer, we know what they buy. We don't give a we don't give a card for five years. We give a loan for twelve months, so you know what's going on. Um, when we underwrite the customer, it's all personalized. We don't have a you know a spread that we want to make. It's not. It's just working because. We want to give each customer a better rate and each merchant also a great good rate for them. So we are saving, we transfer the money through an ACH. So we are saving them this uh, two to three percent that they have to pay if they go with uh, through if the customer pay with a credit card anyway. We save that money for them so they can actually give it to us back when we help the customer actually to purchase more. When we when you when you come to fix your car, I don't know, and if I'm your mechanic, I don't know if you are a good credit or bad credit. I really don't know, right? I don't know, you, you, you know, you look the same. I was looking the same, I hope, you know, 10 years ago when I was got declined to credit that I'm looking right now when I have good credit, right? I, you don't know this customer. So, so what we do, we try to keep each person to give the best offer. And since the process is so fast, since the process is so fast, we actually get a great distribution of customers, um, both on the prime rate, and on the um, lower rate, and it works. So we don't target, of course, we need to make sure that the unit economic works and it does work. And we can adjust it if we need with a little bit more down payment, for example. So you give, if you have a one good customer, you can offer them higher amount if they want. And if it's a more riskier customer, you may give them a lower amount. So the balance will work all together and then eventually the results will, will come. 
Mm-hmm. That makes a ton of sense. So, Rod, I, w- I want to ask you, you know, you can take it anywhere you want. The future of buy now, pay later. What, what, where, where do you think we're going? Um, the future of Sunbit, anything you're excited about coming up, um, growth plans or, or product roadmap? Sure. So uh, I, will, I will start saying that when, where I came from, uh, which is in Israel, we grew up in, into the buy now, pay later system. Um, the way the credit work, uh, works over there is that you buy groceries and the cashier asks you for how many payments you want to split it. That's how it works. That the credit card works. Um, people just use it all the time and uh, the money goes automatically from your bank account. So it's not like a minimum payment. You just split to 10 or 12 or whatever. Um, and when, when the buy no pay letter here came, put in like really much more transparency and um, straightforward and a lot of technology into the, um, into the credit world, it really started with the online, with the, uh, what people want with high purchases. But now you see it going down and down to, to, to smaller purchases. And eventually, it will come anywhere, right? I mean, it will be part of the way you, you, you buy. I mean, the way we call, we call the company Sunbit because we believe it's kind of a hybrid between credit and debit. It's a credit, but in a responsible way. Many times the customer pay with a, with a debit card at the payments. So this is kind of Sunbit. You allow to, to Sunbit things. There is no doubt that in the U.S. and in many other countries, buy now, pay later will be just one of the payment methods that people will use on the day-to-day basic, especially when the technology is increasing. You can do it in a speed and a transparency way, of course, to, while you maintain all the regulations. So we, and what we are excited about Sunbeat is that we really focus on whatever people need. And honestly, there is not a lot of competition. It is harder, as I said at the beginning, because you need one, to get the technology and two, to get the support and the training and really work with hand to hand with the merchants to make, to make sure they use it. But once they do it, the stickiness is so good and, and they stay with you. So it's great. And we will continue doing it here. The other thing that we will do is by working with merchants and customers, and these are real people. It's not like a website merchant. So there's a real people, local communities. You basically create a community and an ecosystem between the merchant, the customer, sometimes the um, uh, the associated work for the merchant. So it's not only the manager. The, you know, the manager has about ten people that actually offer the offer the um, um, the product. So they actually will use it again and they will become a customer and we want to create ecosystem and basically expand our relationship both with the merchant with more product and with the customers with more products and really help them um, what we call eliminate financial waste and give back to the consumer or the merchants a better offer and better better uh, product. Arad, it's it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for for sharing so much about some bit buy now pay later. You you guys are in an exciting space. You you've got a different take on things, and and we wish you all the best uh, with your with your growth over the next year. Thank you very much. I had a great time uh, speaking with you, Brady. Thanks. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. 
To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.